Hello, and welcome to PodCash, the portable professional development podcast from Cash. Thanks for joining us. My name's Dawn, and I'm the editor of Cash Alumni. In the episode this week, I got to catch up with Sarah Parkin, who is the chair of the Association of Nanny Agencies and the owner of an agency called Kids Deserve the Best. The building that Sarah and I recorded in was a little bit noisy, but I've tried my best in the edit, and I hope that you can hear everything that we're talking about okay. I'm going to hand over to the recording of the conversation, and here's Sarah to talk about some legislation that's going to be introduced early next year. I hope you enjoy the podcast. From April 2020, an employer must provide a contract of employment on day one, which is something that we very much encourage now, but they are actually making it mandatory from April next year, so that is very good news. It is good news. Do you think families will get caught out by that? I think they probably will, because the number of nannies who we speak to who don't have a contract or if they ring up and say, I'm really not happy in my job and this has happened, we ask them, what's your notice period, what does your contract say? Well, we haven't got a contract. So therefore, it's formalising everything and making sure that people understand being a nanny is a profession. It's a career of choice for some people who want to learn to encourage the learning and development and the nurturing side of children in the family's own home. I think when they talk, people talk about, the government especially talk about childcare in early years, they talk about nurseries and childminders. They never give a thought to nannies. It's kind of like the, the forgotten profession, if you like. And I know a number of people who are assumed that having a nanny is for rich, posh people. But it's so not that case at all. Um, having and being a nanny, um, where you will work in a family environment and you'll provide that one-to-one care with children, and it can actually be a more cost-effective option for families if they have more than one child, because you're paying an hourly rate per nanny, not an hourly rate per child, as you do in other childcare provisions such as nurseries or childminders. Childcare circumstances generally change when a, a, a child starts school. So if you've got a family where there is a baby or a toddler and then another one who's starting school, then there can be the difficulty of, well, how am I going to have this childcare here and then go and do the school run and then get back in time? Or if I've got one at home, one at nursery and then another one at school, kind of you're paying for different sort of scenarios if you have to go to work whereas you could pay one nanny and have the nanny will do all of the pickups um, and have the youngest one at home um, if that was what, what the family decided and the main reason would be because a family will want their children to be cared for in their own home environment following on from what the parents do and just it's like a continuation of childcare, and um, the child will be in their own familiar environment and uh, with their own things. And um, if parents have already started going to groups and classes, 
the nanny will continue with that, but they'll also continue uh, find their own to kind of encourage the child to have that social interaction as well, um, meeting with other people and learning new skills. And nannies are very, very good at making something out of nothing. We are heading into like the autumn season, so therefore nannies will take the children out for fresh air get them out in the exercise, you know, go to the park and they'll do um, like little leaf hunts or acorn hunts and then they'll gather things and you know, then they'll take them home and then they'll do another activity with them. So they'll start off with one thing and it'll turn into a variety of different activities which help the child to learn new skills and show the parents what they've been doing through the day. Yeah, and like I'd never considered really the financial benefits of having a nanny. Like you said, I think there is a perception that nannies are for rich people. Yes. Um, and that's partly fueled by Mary Poppins and that whole idea of yes, the, yes. the rich bank manager with his, his nanny who flies in. Yes. Um, we all love a bit of Mary Poppins. Yes. Um, Do we have Mary Poppins or Nanny McPhee? Oh, Mary Poppins all the way. Mary Poppins uh, for me, yeah, yeah absolutely. Captain <laughs> every week. Um, absolutely. Yeah. I got to, to Candy Mahana, who yes. was International Annie of the Air a couple of years ago with the INE. Yes. Um, and that was one of the things that she'd said about deciding to be a nanny and that thing that you were saying about um, nannies not knowing how to, to vet a family or decide which families to work with a big part of Candy's why yes. she works with the family she works with yes. is that they have shared, shared childcare philosophies. Absolutely. And she was saying that actually part of the problem that she encountered with being a nanny in the early days of her career was that not knowing that it's okay to say no, Absolutely. I do not want to work with you, Absolutely. there will be another family for me. Yes. Um, yes. So something I say a lot is trust your instinct and that goes for families and nannies and anybody I come across in life anyway. Um, a family, they're leaving their most precious little ones with somebody whilst they go off to work. A lot of people don't have a choice, they have to go to work, so therefore naturally they'll want a childcare option to suit them. Um, in terms of a nanny, it's not just a job. And therefore, you can't just say yes to a job because it's offered to you. If it doesn't feel right, don't do it. Um, we want to make sure that we get it right. But when you are having a nanny, a nanny family arrangement, it's so important to have that good, open, clear, consistent communication because you're working so closely together with each other. And the end result is what's best for the children. So therefore, if you can't talk to the family, how are you going to make that a success? Sometimes the nanny might travel with the family in the much the same way as uh, Candy did, does. Um, so therefore, if every family is individual and we need to be aware of what the job is in order to make sure we're finding the right people for the consideration. When we as an agency are looking for nannies, we might post jobs on the likes of the internet or Indeed or Read or Facebook and you can guarantee that we will get so many people who will say, I want to apply for this job, yes I'm interested, and okay send me your CV and they don't mention the word children once. Um, our adverts have to also comply with um, certain regulations in terms of 
not being discriminatory against anybody. Um, we do sometimes get families who will say, I want a female aged 40 or such and such, whatever circumstance. And we have to say to them, I'm sorry, but we can't specify because you're discriminating against somebody who might be younger or somebody who might be older. It's the right experience and personality and fit that is the most important for a family environment. Um, there are a lot of assumptions in terms of nannies being females, but actually, why can't a man be a nanny? Um, and there are a number of um, articles being published at the moment in terms of getting more men in chi into childcare. And I think it's whatever works best for this for family for that particular family. In the northeast, there's not very many nannies or male nannies. I'd love to see more, and what we find is a lot of men seem to, or if those that do go down the route of childcare, they end up in some sort in a like a teaching school environment. But we do know of some male nannies who have looked after from babies upwards and they love it. We actually have, as a member of the association, we actually have a male nanny agency. We're in the, what, 21st century, aren't we? We are, Is that yes. right, yes, thank you, yes, thank yep. you, yes. <laughs> um, and things moved on, you know, why? Equality, it's got to be right. But actually there's a lot of discrimination or law breaking there and as agencies we get hammered for that if we encourage it or we don't you know we are seen to be doing that sort of thing as well so we have to be very also, careful yeah there's also that um, thing i've never considered really the gdpr implications yes. of families recruiting their own childcare. so yes. whether that's adverts and collecting that data in the first place or yes. what do they do with all those cvs afterwards yes. how are they storing that data where they review it is is that something that is obscene or...? If through our own agencies we know what we have to do, we have to register with the ICO to ensure that we are compliant with data protection, but an individual family will not even think about that and um, I don't know what they do because they don't come to us to be able to tell us or I even ask the question. Um, but yes, there is certainly an element of you know, data protection that they need to be aware of. One of the things that we have seen come through um, as time's gone on is um, Nanny's CVs, where they will put the full name, full address and contact details of the families where they've worked. But have they actually got permission from these families to actually use that data in that way? Um, and we've had to change some of them because they've talked about the names of the children as well. So we've had to really make sure that the CVs are non-identifiable for any particular individual. And nannies just don't think about that. So therefore, we have to educate them in that regard. And the same from a family's point of view. We know there's been instances where there has been families who've looked at the CV and thought, oh, you've worked with her or that family, therefore they'll go to that family before even meeting the nanny to ask about it. That can cause problems as well in terms of, does that family know that they are going to be asked for a reference? Does that family know that that person's actually looking for a job? Um, you know, again, it's such a small, small world that 
nannies and families need to be careful not to tread on toes if you like. Yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, as chair of the Association of Nanny Agencies, you're obviously an advocate for nanny agencies and the good that they can do sort of within this space. Yes. Um, and I know that we've spoken before about there being fewer nannies around now than there maybe were in the past. Yes. Um, especially in sort of regionally, you know, that yes. that does seem to be a trend that nannies are where the money is. Um, Definitely, yes, indeed. Why, why become a nanny? Why? Why become a nanny? Um, if you are, when you go and you, you might leave school, yeah, you might then do health and social care, then you might decide, okay, I'm going to go and work in childcare. But whenever you do childcare studies, it is usually to go nursery, teaching, social care, and then the nanny side of things isn't included in the training anymore. But there are people out there who know they want to work on a one-to-one -one basis. You've got a day where your child is feeling, or your charge is feeling really grouchy and grumpy and doesn't want to go out, or doesn't want to stay in rather, you have the flexibility to plan the day and go out and, you know, if it's a rainy day, it's fine, you can still go out in rainy days. You've got wellies, you've got a raincoat, you can puddle jump. I'd love to be able to say I go puddle jumping, but I don't. I would definitely be having a Vicar of Dibley moment at that point. Um, but <laughs> so do you think people who are keen on that idea of, of, of things being truly child-led, yes. that nannying is a good way for them to, most, to make that happen? Most definitely. Again, every family's different and some will quite happily have um, a record of what the child's done throughout the day. Some are less strict on that we would recommend that a family will have a communication book so therefore the family can write notes in to say this is what's happened during the night the nanny can then write in and say this is what's happened during the day and then there's a constant record like a reminder or a a, 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 um, a flow if you like um, again if a nanny if, if somebody wants to work as a nanny they usually do so because they get more one-to-one -one, uh, care and encouragement and nurturing abilities for their children. And Nanny effectively is an uh, uh, excellent role model for that child or children as they grow up and prepare themselves for school. And I think being a Nanny, you are able to give real life experiences to the little children as well um, or even from a childminder's point of view you would be usually set your hours of work so you might work say eight o'clock until six o'clock but these days families need that little bit of extra flexibility because if they work eight or six that's not giving them time to get home um, and what we don't want to do is have families panicking thinking I've got to get back it's ne I'm going to get stuck I'm going to be late I'm going to have, a, have my children on the doorstep because I'm late um, whereas having a nanny you are at home anyway I think that is a, a misconception almost that nannies always live with the family that Yes. But I think, I think it puts a lot of people off looking at nannying as a career. Yeah, you're right. Um, can, can you talk a little bit more about sort of 
how things like ours get decided for a nanny. What what sort of hours might a nanny expect to do? Sure. Does it differ family by family? It will very much differ family by family because the point of having a nanny is to enable the parents to go to work and the parents have to travel to work travel home again so therefore the nanny's hours are going to be longer than the family's working hours to enable them to get to and from work um, so for example if a family works say mum works three days a week and that's all she needs a nanny for she we can find her somebody for three days a week a typical nanny day might be eight o'clock till six however some families will say, I need seven till half seven. That's acceptable as well. The, a lot of nannies will condense all of their hours, so they might do 33 hours in three days. Um, of the most, job, most hours I've ever had to find for somebody has been 55 hours a week. And that is okay for some. Um, a nanny will know what the job involves, so therefore they'll know whether it's the right kind of job for them to consider or not. A lot of families tend to think that they need a nanny to do the school pickup. We get requests from three until six. It's three hours a day. Um, um, in the northeast, for sure, we very, very, very rarely have a need for a live-in person. It is a, a misconception and it's just being, for me, the thing that makes it work is to have clear, consistent uh, communication and mutual respect for one another because you're working that closely with each other um, and obviously the children are the priority here. The nanny's responsibility is to look after all of the needs of the children, prepare them for life if you like. And it is very much a case of following on from what the parents are doing. Um, so that is important. So the nanny will be involved in um, planning activities, age appropriate activities. And if there is more than one child, can they tailor the same activity to suit each different age range? So is that looking at things like stretching that activity so it does yes. stretch and challenge, say, the seven-year-old, but yes. include the five-year-old? Exactly, yes, yes. And if there's different age ranges, then families want to know how are you going to manage the difference between, you know, this little one, 18 months, for example, and this seven-year-old, as so you say. Do you get savvy families? Do you get savvy families, yes. families who know yes. what a nanny does? There are families who do have done the research, they know what to expect. They just want it to be right and they want the best person to look after their children and the best personality and fit for that family. And that is really, really nice when that happens and the nanny will usually get that when they go for interview. When it comes to using an agency, um, the agency will meet them in person and go through their registration process which includes application form, CV, making sure the CV is presentable. If you posted a job on Indeed for example or another website or wherever it's going to be you can guarantee you will get somebody who will say I'll apply for that, that sounds like a fun job to do and then you'll get the CV and it has no relevance whatsoever yeah, to children. That's one of the reasons that we set up um, 
the vacancies part of Cash Alumni was that a lot of the employers that are members yes. um, had said that one of the things they really struggle with is recruitment. Yes. I mean, it was for exactly that reason is that we set that up is that then people know that they're only advertising to a group of people that who are genuinely interested in the sector. Yes. Absolutely. Um, obviously, what an agency can do is a step further than that um, and can support with all of that vet and making sure that actually that advert's right in the first place. Absolutely. And not only that, making sure that the person who is applying has the skills and experience relevant for that age of child in that family. Um, we see all sorts of different kinds of applications and I know people have to look at different jobs, I get that. Child carers, whether they're in a nursery, whether they're in a childminder or a nanny, whichever scenario they're in, they all have transferable skills. And it's whether a family can see those transferable skills. So we look at, okay, what have you done? So you might have gone to college and your natural route has taken you into a nursery environment because that's where you did your placement. So then you'll work in a nursery for a number of years and then you'll think, actually, I want to work in a one-to-one -one basis with, with children. So then you will come out of there, apply for nanny jobs, but then you will find some families will say, no, because you've not worked as a nanny before. So then as an agency, we look at this particular person and look at what qualities they do have and focus on those qualities and we can present them to the family and say, this is what they've done, this is what they, they can do, you know, this is why they want to be a nanny, because I want to know that. I often feel like a very nosy person, but I need to know because from my point of view, I always look at every candidate and say, would I let you work in my house? Would I let you look after my grandbabies? And if I can't say yes to that, how can I expect a client to do the same? So I can understand the benefits of a nanny agency from a parent's point of view. Yes. Because obviously that's... So we really do all nice, the hard yeah. work so that the parents don't have to. Yeah, yes. um, and then that sort of legislative side of things with sort of right to work checks and DBS, DBS checks yes. and, and just sort of all of the onboarding and making sure that everyone's aware of their responsibilities and their contract requirements and yes. especially with the change in the law that we've talked about today. Absolutely. Um, yes. What are the benefits of a nanny agency for nannies? For nannies, yes. Yeah. So from a nanny's point of view, they will have constant support so if a nanny comes to us and says, um, I need help to find a job, they might want just that comfort of knowing that if there's an issue, they can come to us and we will help them with that. If they, we will help them to make sure that they get what they're entitled to. So we make sure we talk to the families about what their expectations should be, what their responsibilities are, and make sure that they know about the average hourly rate, which will vary according to different areas. Um, if there's a, something that a nanny's not sure about and doesn't want to approach the family about it before accepting a job, we'll talk to them about it. It's very much a support for the nanny. It doesn't cost them to register with an agency, whereas you will go to certain online sites where you pay a monthly membership. Going to a nanny agency should never cost a nanny anything to, for support to help them find work. So it's free. 
free is my favourite word. So, would I be right? Because I'm, I'm not a childcare professional. Um, never have been. Never will never be. be. <laughs> um, would I be right in thinking the a nanny agency um, can operate in a lot of ways, like an employment agency for yes. nannies? So, if there are any childcare workers who are listening, for example, who are currently in a nursery set, and listen to what you said before about actually. This is a really nice way of getting to a bond one with children to have a longer term relationship maybe with children who, if you work in a nursery, you might know for a year or two years. Before they move up the group. might stay yes. in a job for seven or eight years yes. and then grow up with that child. Yes. And um, if there's anyone listening who thinks, actually, that's something I'd really like to think about, or I work eight till six and mm-hmm. everywhere's, that, what am I going to do about it? Sure. What, what can they do? They can, it depends on which areas they're in, but certain agencies will be flexible. For example, if I have to see somebody after hours, I will do that. If I need to see them on a weekend, I will do that as well. So I think most agencies will have that element of flexibility because we understand people need to work. They don't want to tell their nursery or their current employer, actually, I'm looking for something else because that will cause awkwardness at work for them and um, so we will be flexible with the person and we will fit around their availability um, so there's no need to panic and worry and think well actually I can't get there talk to us you know um, and if it needs to be out of off- out of office hours then tell us and then we'll make allowances for that. And would that be the same as sort of any other employment agency? You could keep working yes. and actually Yes, exactly. So there is that element of flexibility there, and families who want to use a nanny agency will come to us, and therefore we know that the families that agencies do have are genuine families and they're aware of the responsibilities. So effectively, we can be seen as an avenue of we're helping you to find other work rather than you having to do it yourself. Um, A lot of agencies do use Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, whatever social media, um, and they'll post their adverts on there. Sometimes, I know myself personally, I will drop somebody a text message. If it's not convenient for them to answer straight away, they'll tell me it's absolutely fine, or they'll come back to me when they can. Um, we do understand you're not going to be able to answer the phone immediately, you're not going to be able to respond. And most interviews for families or nanny jobs will happen evenings or weekends when the kids have gone to bed. We have, as kids deserve the best, we have people coming to us um, to register because they've been with their family from anything from four years up to, I think, 17 years with one family is my record at the moment. Wow, so they've seen all of the children grow up and the youngest is about 14, 15 now. If their job is changing for whatever reason, whether they are naturally coming to the end of the job, they're encouraged to come back to us and then continue their registration with us because we've already got their details. We just need to get their up-to-date information and then we can follow up and continue looking for something else. And that really is nice because it gives me a really good chance to catch up with people. Um, tomorrow I'm actually re-interviewing somebody who I placed in a job six years ago and the job naturally is changing. But people might just have heard bad things about exactly. the word agency in general has negative connotations now because employment agencies don't 
action a long time ago, yeah. most people get into recruitment because they like people yes. and they want to help, they want to, to do that linking bit. Yeah. Um, I think especially in early years education, in our health and social care, so those care and jobs. Yes, absolutely. Um, there are a lot of people who work in care and roles mm-hmm. who actually are amazing carers, amazing with children, amazing with people with learning disabilities, amazing with you know, elderly residents in a residential care home or whatever it is that their bag is. Yeah, absolutely. But what they're actually terrible at is selling themselves. Yes, so absolutely. So agency can be a really, really great way of finding work if you use that horrendous sentence, I am just a... Yes. Whatever it is that you're looking for. Yes. That being able to actually have somebody else to help you to talk about yourself if yes. that's something you're that you're not just uh, anything you're a very important part of a family's life if someone's looking for childcare or they're looking for an opportunity to get into to work as a nanny how can they make sure that the agency that they're working with is a member of the association so they can we have our website which is www.anauk.org. On there we have a find an agency uh, section and all of our members are listed on that page. So if they are listed on there, then they are accountable for the service and support that they provide for nannies and families. The telephone number is uh, on there as well and if there's any questions or even if it's just to find out who's an agency in my area, give us a call and we can point you in the right direction. Um, We usually can find somebody in your area that will be able to help with whatever um, requirement it is. Um, We meet, as, as Anna, we meet twice a year, one for our annual general meeting and one more socially, more supportive and socially and we do try and get a number of industry specific people involved. So, yes. where can people find you if they're wanting to find either you as Sarah on the internet so they can follow you um, or as the ENA, where can they find the ENA, okay. where can they find kids is it the best? Okay, so on Facebook you can find the Association of Nanny Agencies, just put in Association of Nanny Agencies and you should find us. Um, Kids Deserve the Best on Facebook as well, just type in all one word, Kids Deserve the Best, Uh, Nanny Agency it is, Kids Deserve the Best Nanny Agency. Website wise, uh, if you want to have a look at who is a member of the association, it's www.anauk.org and for Kids Deserve the Best, it's www.kidsdeservethebest.co.uk. Again, thank you very much for your time. It's been really, really lovely talking to you. And thanks to you at home or on the go for joining us. Don't forget, if you've got some best practice or you'd like to share with us um, something great, um, you can get in touch with us at alumni at cash.org.uk. That's alumni, A-L-U-M-N-I, at cash, C-A-C-H-E for echo, .org.uk and would love to speak to you. You can find us at the Cash Alumni website at www.cashalumni.org.uk or through the main Cash website for information about qualifications and other CPD at www.cachevo.org.uk. Thanks very much and until next time, take care.